Welcome to Spread the Word, a podcast brought to you by Bayes. Our mission is to interview and share perspectives on gender to our community. You're here with Audrey, Sydney, Ahana, Isha, Liz, Serena, Megan, Trina, Sajal, and Erin. Hi, everyone. Thank you so, so much for tuning into this episode of Spread the Word. Um, in this episode, Sajal and I interviewed Sabrina Zhang, a student at IMSA, about her different experiences with gender roles and norms in an immigrant household and in a rural community, different beauty standards pressed upon women, and double standards between men and women, and much, much more. Um, we're really excited for this episode, and we hope you all enjoy it. So our first question is, how did your culture and your upbringing affect your beliefs regarding gender or gender roles while you were growing up? Um, yeah, that's a really interesting first question. Wow. Okay. Um, I think that there are a couple different ways how it like, affected me. Obviously, like young girls are more um, inclined to be influenced by like their surroundings, whether it be like the media and like body image or just like how a woman should like necessarily act um if that makes sense so like their mannerisms and stuff like that and um so my in Chinese culture women are typically kind of pinned to be you know like the home like the homemakers they're not necessarily seen as like a very um prominent figure in the family they're it's usually like the men who get work and you know it's probably you've heard about this like in culture before but um in my family at least um my parents are um they were they aren't very like educated in the sense of like in schooling and so I think it was really hard because they had all these different like beliefs ingrained in them so like um in China you know there's a lot of beauty standards so like women ideally won't have to be like pale and so I grew up playing sports and so I remember there was this one instance where I went outside and we tan really easily because my family's in the south and we grew up with farmers and um, I remember I went outside and I got really tan after a softball game and my parents were really like disappointed because they're like oh my gosh like she's gonna get so dark and my I remember distinctly like my parents like one like my dad told me like oh like a woman is not desirable if she's like dark you know what I mean and I don't think they had any like mat like malicious intent behind it I think that's just the way that they perceived like women and especially like in the village that they grew up in um and it kind of goes hand in hand with like how they perceive women and I think the other thing is like I think my parents did a good job with straying away from this but I know like with my cousins and our other families um women like the girls in the family were told like they were told to like cook and clean and you know the guys were seen as more prestiged and um like put on the pedestal so my parents would always like praise my brother and like it would just kind of be like um for instance like we can go back to the body image thing like um when I was little like my parents wanted me to keep like a nice figure because like I was like girls have to be skinny and like they can't like be fat or whatever because it all goes back to like you can't marry a man um and I remember like my brother was super skinny and they let him eat like whatever he wanted and my like my parents wouldn't let me do that because I was a girl and I had to keep my finger so I think it was just like the small nuances like that and I think um it was more of like a like an uneducated like my parents are uneducated of course and like also like the cultural like beauty standards and stuff like that that kind of led to me like having like a lot of insecurities when I was like growing up obviously and it took me a long time to kind of grow out of that but I think I'm a lot more aware now and I'm kind of grateful that I had those experiences just because 
Uh, I like I know that a lot of people do struggle with that type of stuff and especially because it's ingrained in like our culture and like also western culture as well with like diet culture and stuff like that um and so I, I think it's just made me more aware and um I've had a lot of like self um self-discovery and a lot of like questions like growing up but I think now I'm a little I'm in a place where I'm more comfortable to like talk about it if that makes sense mm-hmm. So then a kind of a follow-up question to that, like, do you think that your parents over the years have kind of like lightened up on you in terms of like, you have to like fit this certain beauty standard, or do you think even still to today, they're like, Bruna, like you can't do that. Like no man is going to want you or like something along those lines. Yeah. I, I think it's a little less intense than it was when I was like seven or eight, but it's, it's definitely like, it's still there in bits and pieces because although it's not like pressured and it doesn't affect my life, like on a daily basis now, it's still like little, little things like, oh, Sabrina, like, cause my mom got double eyelid surgery when she was like my age, a little, maybe a little older, but it's like, in like, it's in bits, like bits and pieces, like, oh, like you would look prettier if you got like this surgery or, oh, you would look prettier if like this and this and this. So it's not more so like as damaging um, as it was like with your, like with, I guess like when I was little, like with the whole, you can't be tan and you can't like eat this and you can't eat that. It's a lot less severe than that, but it's definitely like, it's still prevalent if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And I can, I don't, I can only just imagine as a child, because I, I went through like a very pretty similar experience, you know, immigrant parents, I think, you know, a lot of shared experiences, but yeah. I I was just going to say, I can definitely relate to like what you're talking about with like um, your parents talking about how you couldn't get too tan or else like you won't be able to get married because like I was taught that a lot when I was younger too and it was also like with height like my parents always told me like they really hope I don't get too tall um because um I won't be able to get married that way so I think like a lot of people can relate to that um especially as females yeah oh sorry go ahead I was just gonna say too like literally I had because I had went to day camp as a child like summer camp and um we would be playing outside and I remember when I would go to church, everyone would be like, you're so dark. Like, what happened to you? Like, you, you got so dark. And they would say it in such a negative way that I wouldn't even want to go outside anymore. The sense that there's such an association with dark being like disgusting and ugly and like something mm-hmm. that's avoid. And it's like prevalent in all cultures, like mm-hmm. all cultures that I've seen. Like, it's like dark is horrible, light is good. The lighter you are, the more men will want you or people will want you and just be like don't like if you're dark then you're ugly horrible concept horrible horrible concept yeah I think what Sadal said and like this kind of correlates to what you just said but I think that like really like resonated with my like childhood because I loved playing sports and I'm like more of an athletic person like I love playing sports I like exercising and it was just it's it's kind of damaging because my brother like he he was a runner and I just played like whatever sports like I play basketball I play tennis I play whatever and um it was really like damaging and like insulting when my parents told me to like oh girls weren't girls aren't supposed to play sports like you're supposed to be like nice and skinny and dainty and I was the opposite of that like I think I grew up with more like western ideals because like you know typically like Asian girls ideally are like you know they're small they're petite 
they're skinny. Um, you know, there's that like one trend or whatever with like the piece of paper. It's like if your waist was like smaller than the piece of paper, mm-hmm. like the eight by eleven, like you're deemed like pretty. And so mm-hmm. I think that like when I was a kid, and I was like a little like pudgy too, and like you know, like most kids are, and I think it was just like really really damaging when my parents told me like oh my god like are like you have to control your diet you can't like play this anymore gonna get bulky and then my brother could do all that because he was nice and skinny Mm -hmm. and even like last week um like I was talking to my mom because like my brother is also like my younger brother's like a little heavier like on the heavier side and um that's how I kind of was like growing up too and so I was like oh mom like remember when you told me to like you know stop you know eating as much and she's like oh well you know the difference is that you were a girl and like he's gonna grow more into it because he's a guy and I was like that in what world does that make sense so I don't know that that kind of like sparked something in me but but yeah this is something I kind of do want to touch on too like double the double standards are like insane like so when I I don't for everyone listening I have two older brothers and Mm -hmm. so I'm like the youngest and I'm a girl lucky for me I guess not really um but anyways um I remember they would like they would pick not pick on me but it's kind of more like toughening toughening me up I guess I mean, it kind of helps now because I think I have tougher skin, but like, you know, it's like slight, like fake, like punches and all that stuff, you know, like toughening up your little baby sister. And then when I would fight back, I would get in trouble and I would be like, so what do you want me to do? Like, just stand there and not defend myself. They're like, no, but you're a girl. Like, you can't play rough like a boy. And I'm like, what? So you literally just like want me to get like you want me to stand there and like scream for mommy and daddy to come help me? Like no, oh. like, I have to like you know like things like that. So it's like they're not getting in trouble for instigating something with their little sister, but it's the little sister that's getting in trouble for fighting for herself. Interesting. Well, then the next question would be: How have your beliefs regarding gender changed over time? Um. Okay, that's a really interesting question too. I I think um so there's like two major things that I think of. So I think the first one is gender roles and the second is gender overall. So I'll go on the gender roles thing first. I think like since ever since I was little, like I've always been like a very strong spirit. And I kind of like called out my parents' BS, like even when I was even when I was younger, because like as a little kid, like like you're more prone to believe that type of stuff, but there's some things that you just can't believe because they're way too outrageous like I remember my parents told me about like you know when my like my grandma's they did like foot binding and like all that different like the beauty standards and they're talking about like how women have to like uphold this certain you know like gender norms and I just thought it was very damaging like I know I use the word damaging a lot but I think it truly was because like when you're a kid like you don't focus on like what you want to wear like you don't focus on like um like money or like what you want like what you're what you look like you focus on like oh like I'm gonna go to the lemonade stand after school with my friends like you don't focus on that type of stuff um and so I think like ever since I was little it was easier for me to believe the type of stuff they were saying although I didn't believe it but as I got older I started to rebel more and it perpetuated their idea of like oh my gosh like teenage girls like all they do is rebel but I think at that point like 
over time, I, I slowly started to realize, like, after I ingrained, like, I started educating myself, and I ingrained myself into, like, society, um, and I, I had, like, more diverse perspectives, either way, whether it be from my, from my friends or from just, like, people who I just interacted with, like, um, at my parents' restaurant, I think that, like, over time, my parents didn't realize that experience and, um, educating yourself like really makes a difference in your beliefs because they never had that I was grateful enough to to have that opportunity so I think that along with time and immersing myself into more diverse perspectives I kind of I had an easier time steering away from those gender norms Mm -hmm. and like of course like I had like I suffered with um like eating disorders because of my body image and I suffered with like a lot of things like throughout them um throughout that period of time which is like unfortunate but like it happened because of like I questioned a lot of stuff but I think like it kind of led me to a point where now I'm more firm in what I believe in and I'm more firm because I know that like what I believe in is like I have a right to believe in it. like I have a right to believe that there shouldn't be these like toxic gender norms like surrounding young girls especially like in these like immigrant households or like especially like, Asian households when they pride their children on like what they look like and they're very obsessed with their image um, and I think like with gender overall um, I like had like a lot of like I questioned a lot of it because like when I was little I was a tomboy I did not like playing dress up I really liked going outside and like playing in dirt and stuff like that and I played a lot of sports and I think when I was little I didn't realize that like because I knew that girls around me wore dresses and I didn't like that like I remember my mom put me in a dress and I would just cry because I just hated wearing dresses but um, I, I didn't realize that what my mom was doing was part of a gender norm. I just thought it was just because like she wanted me to look pretty, but I didn't necessarily correlate that with being a like a girl, you know, like in quotes, a girl. And um, so as I got older and as I got more comfortable with like my identity and my sexuality, I think I I had like a lot of like doubts because my friends in middle school would always challenge that too. It wasn't even just like my family and my culture. It was more of like trying to balance like like what I learned at home and what these people at school were telling me as well Mm -hmm. and so I think like there's definitely like a lot of stuff that was like not against me but that really confused me a lot more because I was like oh my god like am I meant to like dress up like this am I really not meant to like wear sweatpants and like sweatshirts every day like what's going on am I supposed to look pretty um and so but I think along with time like I said earlier I think along with time like especially when I got to IMSA Mm -hmm. I just realized that like these gender these these gender roles were like set up by like like misinformation and like miseducation and I think that I'm definitely like a lot more comfortable like my identity today obviously but it took like a lot of time and healing to get to like where I was or where I currently am. Yeah you kind of brought up a point that I kind of wanted to pick up on um so you said like kind of the area you're in kind of really came in conflict I guess with what you were exposed to at home so I was wondering like could you go more into that like specifically because you're from like a rural is it rural yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so like how do you think that like also like kind of affected like you growing up and your just your understanding of things in general So I think that in a way it sort of helped because Western culture, like regarding like gender has definitely changed a lot over the past couple of years. And um, like, obviously Chinese culture hasn't really, I mean, they have, but it's not as prominent. Um, So I guess like when I was little, um, 
girls around me like there there were girls around me like when I went to kindergarten whatever that didn't like wear dresses they wore like you know overalls and like they they wore whatever they wanted right um and my mom like always like dressed me up in like pretty clothes and you know I never understood why everyone around me was like why is this girl like wearing like a bunch of these dresses all the time and I was just like I, I don't think it was much of like a conflict in like culture I think this was more of a conflict in like my parents beliefs and like everyone else's beliefs because like everyone around me realistically like, like no one cares what you wear in kindergarten unless it's like a shirt with like a profane symbol or like message like no one's really gonna care and I also think that like along with along with like being in a rural area um there was like some good in that like where people didn't care like what you wore but there's also like a lot of bad that came out of that because like I think along with like my parents like perpetuating like the gender norms people at in my area didn't really have a grasp on that because like I live like you said I live in a very rural area and people aren't usually as woke or like aware of like current issues you know what I mean and people here today are still like failing to grasp the idea of that gender is just a societal construct and or a social construct and so like um and like when I was little it didn't really affect me because you know obviously everyone thinks the same like when you're a kid like no one really cares about that but like as I got older um like there were people in my school who were homophobic and there were people in my school who were like oh like why are like guys shouldn't wear dresses and girls shouldn't wear suits and like so on and so forth and I kind of unfortunately fell into that trap because like you know when everyone around you like believes the same thing like it's, it's kind of like hard to get out of it. it's like mob mentality and I'm kind of like ashamed to say that but like it's it's a true very true statement and along with that like my parents also grew up in a rural area but in China too mm-hmm. so that plus like all the like there are very unaccepting kids at my school really perpetuated this notion of like oh my god like maybe this is who I was meant to be like maybe I was meant to fit in this cookie cutter like image so um I think like just like in a summary or whatever in a nutshell I think that like when I was little it didn't affect me as much but as I got older I realized how damaging it was and I realized how horrible it was because people here like truly aren't very open-minded to be honest and um, it's really hard to like change that perception in like a small town but um like I said it's it was it's easier for me now because I'm at IMSA and I'm sure you like you understand too but yeah 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 I was gonna say I think it's like interesting too especially when everyone around you thinks one way and I feel like I feel like that is kind of IMSA though too like I there's obviously some people who have like very different opinions and I think there is a difference between having like a hurtful, hateful opinion and just having a different opinion. And um, I, I do feel for some people who have like different opinions that aren't hateful, but in like the context of where we are, it seems like if you just think a little bit differently than like, or not a little bit, just if you think differently, then people will really come yeah. at you, you know, if you have a different opinion, not a hateful, having a hateful, different opinion, I think. Yeah. Different from but um yeah, I don't know. That was kind of a blur to just kind of say I can relate. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, a next question could be, um, what ways do you think that like we as a society can combat these harmful gender stereotypes that you've been talking about? I think that so far, I think like Western, like, like I said before, like, I think Western culture or like our society here, we're a lot more progressive than like, the people like back home are um and I think that like 
I did some research on this. I think there is like there are feminist movements that are trying to happen in China, but obviously it's not as easy to start one because like um censorship like in, in government and like everyone's kind of conformed to like feel the same way no one is like really compelled to speak out um and so I think that like honestly I think I think the best way to move forward is just like to encourage people to like immerse like immersify themselves and educate themselves and I know it's not as easy as it is like for me to say and it definitely took me like a lot a really really long time to get rid of those like different stereotypes and those harmful harmful like notions um but I I think I I genuinely think that like that's what helps me through at least because I feel like I would have never known about like gender like the the gender like gender construct and like how how it's like ingrained in our society and how we like as a society told boys to wear blue and girls to wear pink I would have never known that I just automatically like my brain automatically like thought that but I think that it's really important to stay aware and to like want to stay aware about things because I think that the 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 reason why people aren't necessarily as receptive or open to different ideas, especially like with gender, is because that we we are evolving in like a very fast state today. And I think that people in our generation are very progressive and they want to progress forward in society, whether it mean being more accepted or um, or being more accepting too. Um, and I think that the being apathetic like like being apathetic and choosing not to like surround yourself or choosing not to like immersify yourself into something that does affect like your friends or does affect like some people you love um is really harmful and I think that um truly like be I know like it's a very like very generic and simple answer but I think just being aware is just a very very important thing in our society especially today because I think that there are a lot of harmful things like a harmful stereotypes and harmful concepts that we have to get rid of um especially because like it's very damaging and it leads to like a lot of different things like uh, mental illness or like uh, eating disorders or just a lot of like bad things that you don't want to happen to you obviously or like our society and so um I think the the best the number one thing you can do is like be involved be just open and receptive they're being open and receptive and just like be like even if you aren't knowledgeable about the like about the subject especially with the gender construct like gender norms and stuff like that um be supportive about people who are trying to speak out and just keep like an open heart and an open mind because I think that when people do want to come at these issues they they don't necessarily want to be greeted with like oh like I I don't think that's right because like I think this is what Liz was saying earlier like there's a difference between like having a different opinion and like a harmful opinion and I think trying to like understand where someone is coming from isn't necessarily like a harmful opinion but once you start bashing them because you yourself are uneducated and don't and choose not to immersify yourself into like a different environment is a harmful notion yeah yeah and I think too like just over I feel like there's way more progress like looking at where we are now versus like five years ago I feel like there's just I I don't know how to describe it it's like for instance I was on LinkedIn and now there's an option to like put your pronouns in and like I see like now in Instagram and stuff people like put their pronouns and things like that like I feel like even maybe not even, maybe even a little bit less than five years ago, like, it was just not a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to see how, like, these things are kind of happening, like, quick, like, quicker and quicker, you know, Um, but I think, yeah, just being, like, more inclusive of 
people and just understanding that like people we're all different we're all unique like we're all beautiful but we just have different experiences and respecting those experiences and those feelings and those thoughts and actions and so on and so forth the list goes on <laughs> and just like one more thing to add on um this might be like a little sidetracked but I was like so I saw on TikTok um this like this one girl she came out to her parents and she was like I think she was Muslim um and she I, I'm trying to she was um she had immigrant parents and she came out and they weren't necessarily like the most accepting people just because like you know it's ingrained in like different cultures and like obviously people are gonna be accepting and um I think something that they said was really profound I'm trying to think I think they said that even if they will never understand like I because like although they didn't like under like I think they came out to like their grandma too and their grandmother like she didn't understand like what was happening but she was still supportive of them Mm -hmm. um because you know I I think yeah but (laughs) I think that like what I took away from that was um I think like even if people like around you aren't accepting or even if you yourself like aren't like knowledgeable or understanding of like what's happening like like regarding of someone else's gender like issues or your own if you're having like a like a crisis or like a internal crisis or whatever I think that like the best thing you can do is just support like even if you don't like necessarily understand like why they're doing it or like why they feel that way I think it's a really important thing to like acknowledge that you do want to like they're your loved ones at the end of the day and they're not going to change their opinion for other people's opinions mm-hmm. or I mean not their opinion like their identity for other people's mm-hmm. opinions yeah. so I, I think that like regard like regardless of like whether you 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 do necessarily understand or not I think being supportive and being open-minded is a really really good thing to have because it means the world to somebody who is like going through something like that so yeah really nice not to end off end off on this was a really interesting conversation yeah thank you everyone for listening in that's all we had for the podcast today and um stay tuned for our next um episode yeah (laughs) okay bye everyone Thank you all so, so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. And for more Bayas content, follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our channel, both at Bayas underscore IMSA in all caps. And until next time, spread the word.